Hi, and welcome to Resurrection Church, where Dr. Joseph G. Matera is the senior pastor and presiding bishop. We are committed to serving our community and the community abroad. We pray that the word you are about to hear will be a blessing to your life and that you allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart and receive what the Lord is speaking to you. It's good to be in church. It's good to be in church. I have had the weirdest January. And I'm not going to get into all the details, but for you guys that know our family, uh, we got hit with the Rona and, um, it was like, I got it. And Christy, I am going to tell you the details cause it's fun. And so Christy was like, like I tested positive and they all tested negative. And so she's like, Hey, I love you. You're going to your office. And so I was like, I went to my office on an air mattress. It was absolutely horrible. And I kid you not, like I had, I had breakfast just being delivered. Y'all that have experienced this, you know what I'm talking about? Breakfast being delivered. And, and, you know, she's like, are you done with your water? Do you want me to refill it? Anyway, so we went five days. The rest of the family was like, all right, they're good. I come down after five days and then everybody else gets sick. And I'm like, so what was the point of me isolating if everyone else was going to get sick? And, um, but we are, we are good and healthy and doing much better now. And it is good to be back in Brooklyn today. And so I'm excited because today is Vision Sunday, part two. And I know Bishop started sharing a little bit last week. And, and today I want to kind of do a brief recap of where we are as a church, but also look forward to where it is that we're going and really just share my heart for what I believe God is going to do. And uh, you actually, on your sheet, there are handouts here. And I want to encourage you, I don't normally do this, but uh, you can follow along and you can make notes, you can doodle, you can write bad things about me. That's totally fine with me. Um, but the goal is for you to take this and um, just write kind of down where we're headed in 2022. And I want to encourage us to just pray over the things that God has laid on the leadership hearts and on the elders' hearts in this church community. And so I want to kick off with, with this. Uh, there is a difference between mission and vision. There's a difference between mission and vision. You've probably heard like, what's the vision statement or what's the mission statement? But um, mission is why we do what we do. It, it is the, the fuel, the motivation of everything that we have as the people of God. And so we say stuff like we need to live on mission for Jesus. That is the why, the reason we want to do that is because Jesus has transformed our life and he want, we want him to transform other people's lives, right? But then vision is seeing things that have not yet happened. It's basically, if you could take a, a particular scenario and say, this is what a perfect world would look like, right? Um, this is what we believe could happen. And, and so I think of um, organizations like Charity Water, for instance. Charity Water, a guy from New York City decided to, to set out and, and through conviction of the Holy Spirit and God getting a hold of his life, he went and he set out to end um, the fact that there is water out there that is not safe for drinking and to make all water accessible to all people. And so he started Charity Water. And, and it was a vision that God ended up giving him. And he didn't necessarily know how he was going to get there, but he knew that he had to take a step. And so he started taking steps. And, and today it's one of the largest um, organizations that drills wells across um, in, in uh, impoverished places and, and, and stuff. But, but it's a vision. It's imagining what could be. And so I want to ask you this. What is the vision that you have for your life? 
What is the vision that you have for your life? What is the vision that God has placed inside of you? And then for us, I want to kind of share what it is here at Res Church as we move forward. And so first I want to start with mission, the why we do what we do. And so we say this all the time, but Res Church exists to lead people. Notice that word, lead people, um, meaning that there is an action that is taking place who were far from God, who were trying to reach into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Meaning growth is not an option if you call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ. All of us should be growing. All of us should be taking steps. You see, maybe if you're stagnant in your life right now and you feel like, man, I I, I just don't feel in tune with God and I just don't want to read my Bible and I just don't want to pray or be in community, um, then I would just challenge you to really check your heart and to really start examining your heart because all of us should have a desire and a longing to draw closer to Jesus Christ and to become more and more like him. For some of us, we know what it is that we need to do. We know the step of faith that we have to take, or we know the thing that we need to lay down in obedience to God. And some of us, it's just taking that step to be able to see the growth that we want to see in our personal life. Look, I know what mine is right now. You want to know? Transparency hour with Mike. I need to go to bed before 11 o'clock every night. Santi's like, that ain't ever happening, bro, you know? Um, but no, seriously, if I could go to bed at 11 o'clock or earlier every night, my life would be fantastic. I would be happy all the time, but I have kids. Come on, parents. You know what I'm talking about? Who decide at 1115, whenever you're ready to go to bed to wake up because they want a cup of water or they wet the bed or something like that, you know? And so I, it's coming one day I'm speaking it, prophesying it in Jesus name, right? But all of us. All of us should be growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and some things that we talk a lot about here is, is being in community with one another, honor and excellence, um, diving into daily spiritual habits of prayer, worship, and scripture. And then the other is telling people about Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. The goal here at Res Church is not to just have a bunch of people come to church. And if that's what you think it is, then you're mistakenly wrong. The goal here at Res Church is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, which means discipleship. Discipleship, where we are being trained and grown to maturity so that we can go out and lead people who are far from God and train them and grow them into a place of maturity. And all of this comes from Matthew chapter 28. And you guys have heard this before, known as the Great Commission. Jesus, after his death and his resurrection, he gets his disciples and he says this. He says, go therefore and make converts. Go therefore and make tithers. Go therefore and make followers. Go therefore... Can you toss me that bottle of water? Oh, thank you so much, sir. I was, I was like, I'm going to be okay not bringing it up here. And here I am. Y'all don't want to listen to me cough. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And I think that that's interesting. Because Jesus says, teaching them to observe, to follow 
all of the commands that I've given you. See, a lot of times we want to pick and choose what we like out of the Bible. Um, I, I like this aspect of love right here, but I don't like this aspect of giving. So I ain't going to give. No, that isn't what Jesus said. Jesus said all of the commands to observe all that I've commanded you. And then this is what I love. And this is a promise for us today. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Which means Jesus is walking with us right now. His presence is here in Res Church, walking with us and being with us and speaking to us. We are not doing this alone. And in everything that we want to do, guys, we want to come from the Holy Scripture, from the Word of God, to lead all of us into a deeper and deeper and more maturing relationship with Jesus Christ so that we can go out and reach more people for Jesus Christ. And, and so what we've done as a team is we've gotten together and we've talked and we've, we've had multiple elders meetings and, and stuff. And we've come up with this very simplistic discipleship pathway or discipleship process. And I'm going to lay this out. Some people are going to enter this differently, but I just want to walk through this just for a minute. Um, you'll see it on the screen right here. Boom. They've got it. Worship, next steps. And then you get to this little circle thing right here, development groups and serving. And it's also on your sheet of paper if, if you want to look there as well. But I want to talk about these for, for just a moment. Worship. This is the first step. And this is what we are doing here. There is something powerful that happens when the people of God corporately come together to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. And let me just say this. This is crucial for your spiritual growth. This is crucial for your spiritual development. Like, I don't want to go to church. And listen, I'm not talking about people who are not able to physically go to church. I'm talking about people who like wake up and it's Sunday morning. It's, you know, 18 degrees outside, but bright and sunny. And you're like, I ain't going to church. Let's go get brunch. Like, come on, man. Like, there's something that happens whenever you engage into corporate worship. And this is what you see in the scripture. You see corporate worship, people praising God through songs. The other thing you see is diving into the scriptures. And this is something I want to talk about that I absolutely love that we do. Primarily, we do exegetical teaching here, which simply means we open up the Bible and we're going to read line by line, which means we're not going to pick and choose what we like to form a message. We're going to allow the word of God preach to us. You, you guys, you guys catching that? Because there's a lot of spiritual error that ends up taking place whenever someone's like, I got a message from God for you today. Huh! And they've got 77 messages to back up their point, but none of those 77 scriptures, I should say, are actually in context. It's kind of like, greater is me that is in me than he that is in the world. Or I love this. I can do all things through Christ. Huh? Who strengthens me? Huh? I don't know why I'm doing the huh, right? Um, don't hate on me. But like, I can do all things. And then they're like, come on, we're going to go invest and we're going to go do this. And we're going to walk away with a Bentley and go buy a new house and a Tesla. Like, no, bro. I'm pretty sure Paul was talking about persecution and suffering whenever he was talking about, I can do all things through Christ. Not you driving around in your, you know, 2022 Escalade. All right. Just, just, just saying. So exogeting, breaking apart the scriptures for context, prayer. This is something that I love about Res Church. You guys are a praying church. You know how to pray, but let's pray some more. 
and then communion. And this is something else that I love because I grew up in a background where it's like we took communion once every month and then sometimes it was like every other month. And they're like, today we're going to take communion. And they just passed out the elements. They're like the bread, the juice, and, you know, and then you go on and, and the preacher gets up and they preach and they never really talk about it. it. It wasn't until probably six or seven years ago that I went to an Anglican church and I sat down with the bishop, different bishop, and he started explaining to me the power of communion and how when we partake into Holy Communion, we are joining with saints around the world proclaiming the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so here at Res Church, you have Bishop who's laid that foundation. And that's also something that you see in the scripture. Every time they got together, they broke bread and they drank the wine to proclaim the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think that that's beautiful. I think that it's beautiful. But the goal is not just to have phenomenal Sundays. The goal is to move people into next steps. But there's something I want to say um, real quick. Because I believe God desires for all of us to be in community. And I also believe all of you are in your own community. All of you have your own sphere of influence that God has placed around you. Whether it's at work, whether it's at the hospital, whether it's at school or the university, wherever it may be. God has put people in your life and around you for you to open that invitation about Jesus Christ and to open that invitation about the church. And, and so I was thinking about this last night as I was reviewing my notes and really just started thinking about my coming to Jesus moment. And I was, I was 17 years old. I was a manager at Burger King, um, which at the time I think I was making like 12 bucks, which was, I mean, in Texas, that was highballing money, just saying you know, 20 years ago. I, I thought it was great. Um, but, but I had these two friends, David and Timmy. Hey, Michael, you want to come to church with me? And like, I grew up in church. I went to the charismatic churches. I knew what it was. I was like, Psh, I don't want to go to church. I got Burger King over here, me and my Whopper, you know, chicken fries. Y'all remember the chicken fries? Yeah, they need to bring those back. Maybe they have. I haven't eaten at Burger King since I left there. But like, um, but hey, Michael, you, you want to come to church? No, nah, man, I really, I really don't. No, nah, come on, dude, just come to church. Come to youth group at least. It's, it's going to be different. I'm just like, I, I, I don't, maybe? Uh, well, yeah, no. It keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And finally... There was a Wednesday night where it's like, hey, Michael, I know you're not working tonight because you make the schedule. I know you're off and you've got nothing going on. Come to church. And I was like, all right, David. All right, Timmy, I'll go to church. And you know what happened? I went to a youth church and I saw church different than how I grew up. It was relevant. It was engaging. It was focused on Jesus. And something happened in my life. My, my, my life didn't get transformed at that moment. But a spark ended up taking place. And a few months later, I ended up giving my life to Christ in a Waffle House parking lot with David and Timmy at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, and here's my point. Here's my point. They had no idea what God was going to do in my life years later. But if it wouldn't have been for their obedience to invite me to church, I may not be where I am today and in ministry where I am today if it wouldn't have been for their obedience. 
See, God has placed people around you and he's saying, will you be obedient? You have no idea what God will do whenever you say yes and you invite someone into the community of believers. God gets a hold of that young man or that young woman's life in 15, 20 years from now, they're preaching and filling up stadiums for the glory of God or they're on the mission field making disciples or they've got a prophetic calling and and they're calling forth what could be or they're the next campus pastor. You have no idea. So let's be bold with our invites. But it doesn't stop on Sundays. Uh, Next is we want to encourage people to to take next steps. And and next steps, as Santi said, is is, um, us essentially gathering around. You learn a little bit about the church. You break some bread and um, share a meal together and be able to ask questions. Uh, And then from there, we want to encourage you to get connected to either serving in the church or to a life group in the church into the community. And and here's something I got to say. I got to say, and and some of y'all just hear me out. There will be people that come to Res Church that say, hey, I love y'all. You guys are great. You are loving. Um, But this isn't the church for me. And can I just say, that's okay. That's okay. God has placed multiple churches in this area. And we want to be about the church, the global church, the local church that ends up making the the Brooklyn church. And and so this is one of the cool things because we can also help people get connected. The goal is for them to get connected in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And and so next steps, that's what we want people to do. And then from there, uh, we have life groups and and going to this circle now, you got three things. You got life groups, developments, and and serving. But you have life groups. Um, Real relationships don't happen on a Sunday morning. Like, like seriously, like, I mean, come on, you guys know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Your hair looks good. Uh, your smile looks great. I think it's behind a mask. I really can't tell. I don't know, um, but I'm sure it looks good. And you know, here's the thing. We now know if someone's smiling behind the mask because of their eyes, like if they're, you know, their eyes squints. <laughs> and so all this, you know, <laughs> It, that's so great. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just laughing. Like, no, you're not. Your eyes aren't moving. Quit lying to me. Um, you know what I'm talking about, too. Some of y'all are like, that's me. That would be Christy. She's, that's, anyways. But groups, life groups are essential. And community happens best in the context of circles, not in the context of rows. See, we're going to come in here for an hour and a half, two hours on a Sunday But there's no way that with a 100 people, we can really get to know each other. There's no way that we can form meaningful relationships with a 100 people. Jesus didn't even have that. Jesus had his 12 disciples. And even out of that 12, he had his three that he was extremely close to. And so for us to think that we can just go to church on Sunday and that's it and that's the end all be all and that's it, praise God, hallelujah, and not get connected into community, man, there's something that is missing. And I'm, I'm willing to say this, and if this ruffles your feathers just a little bit, then that's just the Holy Spirit. If you're having accountability problems, if you're having social problems, if you feel lonely and it's like, I go to church, but I just feel so lonely, I'm willing to bet that 95% of the time it's because you're not connected to a true community. You go to church and you check off something on a list and you think that that's it instead of really engaging into it. And I want to challenge all of us to lean into 
being a part of a life group. Uh, the other thing that, that you'll see is development. Now, what is develop, de- development? Development is simply this. It's, um, it's different classes or tracks, for lack of better words, that we're going to have that will help you grow in a specific area. And they have a, a start date and they have an end date. I want to give you a few examples that are actually coming up. Um, marriage builders, Tom and Regina are going to be hosting marriage builders. Yeah, get excited about that, right? <clears throat> so if you're married, if you're thinking about married, if you're engaged, if you want to prepare for your marriage, I want to encourage you to sign up for marriage builders. And it's a bi-weekly class and it's got a start date and it's got an end date that's gonna help transform your marriage or your future marriage. And that kicks off February 24th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, another thing, and uh, many of you guys have heard of like Financial Peace University, right? That's another thing that has a start date and an end date. And, and the goal right there is for you to not you know, get a deep understanding of scripture, which is good, The goal right there is for you to learn how to budget your money, which some of y'all need to do, which I need to do better, right? Um, And and so, again, specific things. Uh, Santi mentioned this, first principles, learning the first principles of following Jesus and of the early church kicking off in March. Um, And then, you know, last year, uh, Pastor Joyce did the spiritual formation, the spiritual habits that, that during the season of Lent, um, that's another example. Those are developmental things to help you in particular areas that will ultimately help you become a stronger disciple for Jesus Christ. Um, then the third thing is serving. And this is serving in the church and out of the church. And then we're going to um, jump forward in the church. Man, there are multiple ways to get involved here. Uh, hosting and ushers, worship team, which, by the way, give a shout out to the worship team today. Hey, if you feel like you've got a voice and you can play an instrument, this Tuesday at 5.30, they have worship team auditions. What, what? Like Kathy's up here and like, so come here and, and, and if you have questions, you can see Andrew. Andrew, if you would just wave your hand back there, right back there. Andrew's always on the guitar over here. You can see Andrew, but worship team auditions happening this um, upcoming Tuesday. Production team, let's give a big shout out for the production team. Another area to get involved in, next gen. And by next gen, which we'll get to some of this in a minute, res kids in nursery. We'll talk about youth in just a moment. Life groups. Maybe it's like, man, I I really just can come in on Sundays and I have to leave and rush out for work or go shopping. But I've got such a hospitable spirit. Maybe I can open my house for people to come in and and to get community. And so if you want to be a life group leader or even a host of a life group, you can see Santiago. I love saying that Santiago. Sounds so official. Uh, But you can see Santi and talk to him about that. And then the other thing is um, coming up on February 16th, we've got team night happening. That's a Wednesday night. Yeah, get excited. And, and it's going to be fun. Like, can I just say, I think church should be fun. Uh, yeah, one person is excited. Thank you, Kathy. Here's, here's the thing. Jesus was fun because drunks, prostitutes, and sinners hung out with Jesus. And so if Jesus was fun, I think that the church can be fun too. I'm not saying we have to do the things of of the world and go out and sin, but I'm saying we can party like it's 1999, all right? And so, see, some of y'all are getting with it, and some of y'all are like, when was 1999? Was I born then? And 
serving. Here's something else that I want to talk about, not just here in the church, but in our community. Pastor Joyce leads uh, Children of the City, and it is an incredible organization that serves this community and serves impoverished children with, with tutoring and, and, and skills for them to be able to go off to college, as well as serving families through food pantry. And is it every uh, Tuesday they're bringing stuff here, and every Thursday they're giving out uh, tons of food. I'm telling you, if you're ever here in the middle of the week and you walk in, you're like, am I at Costco's right now? Like, it's just, there's so much food. But that's a way for us to serve our community and then serve our world. And this is something I'm really excited about it. Um, Bishop and Joyce had an opportunity to go to Lebanon um, this past year. And, and Bishop ended up making some incredible connections. Uh, and Ted, I believe you also went as well. And, um, and just incredible connections in Lebanon. Well, Bishop is in the process of starting, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to share it, starting the Lebanon Project, where he, as well as the Ministry of Rest Church, and then the, the CCC is going to be able to partner with these pastors in churches in Lebanon to resource them for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is huge news. And so you got serving in the house, you got serving in the community, you got serving in the neighborhood, and you also got serving across the world. And that's just a snapshot of what it is that God is doing. So where are we going for 2022 and beyond? And this is what I'm excited. And, this, and if I get a little excited, y'all just bear with me. I don't know why I lost my, my voice, but I did. Um, but yeah. So preparing for this, I read something. I was actually sharing this with Bishop this past week. I read this passage of scripture and something stuck out to me. It was Proverbs 29, 18. And you've probably heard it before. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint or the people will perish. But blessed is he who keeps the law. And so I read that. I was like, okay, that's cool. And man, I've totally used this in sermons before. Where there's no vision, the people will perish. Let's have vision and, you know, rallying people. But whenever I was reading it and just praying through all of this, something really stuck out to me that I never caught before. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. I was like, wait a second. Was that there before God? Like, you know, going back through my notes and I never realized that it was talking about prophetic vision. Because prophetic vision is seeing things that have not yet happened that align with the heart and the will of God. So this is Michael Moore's definition. The prophetic is to know the heart of God for what has yet to come. And, and so... I mean, this was after I had my notes and this was after like we had had elders meetings and we had all talked and, and shared so many things. And then I'm studying this and I'm just like, the prophetic, we're prophesying today. We're prophesying to the future generations. We're prophesying to Sunset Park and to Bay Ridge and to Park Slope and to Brooklyn, New York. We're prophesying to Staten Island and we're prophesying beyond that. And, and it's a prophetic vision that aligns with the heart of God. And you'll see what I mean. And then I love what the message translation says. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I love that. If you can't see what God's doing, they stumble. You know, it's like just walking around, 
You know, Judah this morning, we're walking out of the hotel and he just, I kid you not, he just face plants and just the asphalt. I'm just like, buddy, you have no prophetic vision. Get up. I did not say that. I did not say that to him, but I, I kid you not. Even a cop was like, is he okay? And I'm like, y'all just gave me a ticket. Get away from me. No, um, I did get a ticket last night, but it's okay. Y'all are like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was just a parking ticket. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And so I want to speak about a few things prophetically that I believe God is about to do in this church and in our community and beyond. And and so um, one of the things that we have been working on is three campuses, Albany, Brooklyn, and, and Staten Island becoming together as one. And I believe this year as we step into that, and we are hardcore stepping into that this year, um, that God is going to do something with resourcing each other with Brooklyn resources, Staten Island, Staten Island resources, Albany, Albany resourcing, Brooklyn, and just kind of going just this. And, and here's the thing. We're better together. Like we're better together. And, and so why and reinvent the wheel whenever, if someone's got a strong suit over here, let's just take from that and plug it into the other locations. And also seeing three campuses with a common mission and a common vision. And so I've already done this talk in Albany. I had to do it via video because I was I had COVID, but I already did this talk in Albany. Um, but all three locations functioning together as one church. And I believe God is going to take that to honor that and to expand upon that. The, the other thing, the other thing that I see happening is groups in community. Man, people are longing for community right now. People have been isolated. And this is how I know you've been isolated. If you got an iPhone every Sunday morning, right before church starts, you get a notification of how long you've been on your phone that week. Five hours and 14 minutes is your average. Look, if you're on your phone for five hours and 14 minutes, unless it's your work, you might be isolating yourself. And so let's plug, y'all, that, that's what happened to me today, okay? So don't take that offensively. This is totally what happened to me today. Walking Judah to go get, uh, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, and, you know, my iPhone notification, I rebuke you, Siri, in the name of Jesus. But groups, could you just imagine, we've got roughly six groups happening right now out of Brooklyn. Could you imagine what would happen if that six turned into 12? And that 12 turned into 24. And that 24 turned into 48. And, and, and so you know what happens is this, it isn't just a, a, a church with, with a few groups. No, it's a church that is doing community and living in community in the community that they live in. You, you catch that? We're doing community. We're living in community in the community that I live in. And so you don't have to drive from Queens to Brooklyn to go to a life group. No, you've got six or seven life groups happening from Res Church out in Queens, right? And, and, and you, you don't have to go to Park Slope because you've got four or five in Sunset Park alone. Could you just imagine the intimacy, the accountability, the devotion to scripture and the strengthening of the people of God that will end up taking place? And I just saw how much time I have and I got to move a little bit quicker. Um, the, the third thing is, is prophetically, I believe that this is going to be a year of serving and, and I'm not talking about like this, oh, I got to serve and I've got, you know, here we go. It's so good to see you at church today. As people come in, you're welcoming. I'm talking about like, I get to serve in the house of God. I'm excited to serve in the house of God. And, and you know why? Because lives are being transformed and changed. 
And what I'm doing, whether it's holding a camera or opening a door or beating on the drums or down in res kids is producing an eternal impact. And it's going to end up going far beyond me. A, a few other things is next gen. Let me talk about next gen and next gen encompasses nursery all the way up to young adults. All right. And so just, just take that as like a blanket statement. But you've got nursery that's happening and Joy's been leading that up. You've got res kids that's been taking place and Johansi has been knocking it out of the park every time Judah comes to Brooklyn. He's like, I get to go to res kids. Um, it's, it's super cute. He was, I was like, buddy, you want to come up and worship? No, I'm going to hang out with my friends, my Brooklyn friends. Like, all right. And so Miss Karen was down there making sure that they were all good. Um, and, and then you've also got youth and young adults and, That's right. Um, you've got youth and young adults, right? And, and youth, uh, youth is something that I have heard was thriving here back in the day. And then the pandemic hit. And then it's like, whoosh. So if you are in that youth and young adult category, I've got some really good news for you. Come March, I believe it's March 18th, don't quote me on that, we're kicking youth and young adults on Friday nights back up. Yes, get excited. We got, come on, Kathy is like the cheerleader up in this place. I am super excited about that. It's going to look a little different right now. It's going to look a little different than maybe it did in the past, but we're going to start it and we're going to get it going. The other thing that we want to do with the next gen is we want to take the downstairs environment and we want to um, not, I don't want to say renovate it, but we want to, we want to make it look a little bit better than it just being a basement. Yeah, like, yeah amen. Like, you know, we, we want it to be, um, I don't know, fun, yeah. fun for kids, a, a safe and clean environment. And so we're going to, um, we're going to end up pouring into and investing into that. And then the other thing is we want to have events such as conferences and trainings that are specific to the next gen because they're not the future of the church tomorrow. They are the future of the church today. They are the future of the church today. Uh, the other thing that I want to share with you guys is a network team. And I'm not going to go into a ton of details about this. But we have been in the process of developing a network team so that in the future we can take what God is doing and create a support structure, an infrastructure, for lack of better words, as we roll off more campuses in the future or we have more church plants that end up joining with us. And then another one that I'm extremely excited about um, that we're looking to potentially in, in August is kind of the goal, um, is to start a ministers in training program. And it isn't really just like I want to go into full-time ministry, but it's taking people that are gifted in the five-fold ministry or have got a gifting for worship leader or maybe you're an entrepreneur and taking their passion and taking their purpose and put them through to a program so that we as a church can release them into their God-given calling to be able to advance the kingdom of God. And I believe out of that, we're going to see more entrepreneurs come out. We're going to see more church planners come out. We're going to see more people, uh, more worship leaders come out. And you know what? This is what I love about it all. It grows the kingdom. It grows the kingdom. And, and, and this is, this is what it's about. Growing the kingdom, making an eternal impact here. But all of this, all of this right here cannot happen without us partnering together with each other. Amen. 
we pray that you were blessed by this word. For more information about our church, please visit our website at resurrectionchurchofny.com or give us a call at 718-436-0242 and be sure to follow us on Instagram at reschurchnyc. Take care and God bless.